Welcome back to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Melody. And I'm your co-host, Holly. Today we'll be talking about what we are thankful for, but first, what's making you a happy homeschooler lately, Holly? Oh, well, flexibility. That's what's oh, making me happy. Yep. Uh, we've had, I've had a lot of work to do, and so we've done some homeschooling at night. We've done some homeschooling, uh, maybe a little snippet here and there throughout the day just to fit it all in. And I'm so thankful that I can do that. Oh, you led right into our oh, topic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. That's great. I did. I did, actually. But yeah, but, um, yeah we've just been really busy with a, a lot of things going on. What about you? Well, I love the way that you can just fit things in where they go during the day. You don't have to be on a rigid schedule. But uh, we've just had a lot of fun lately wrapping up some things. At the end of the, I mean, the end of the year is kind of right. coming. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we can wrap this up and put that away and yeah. be finished with it. But um, have you started Christmas decorating? I've seen a lot of people no. doing that. Our family is a wait till Thanksgiving and then decorate for Christmas. Same here. Yeah. No, no. We are still all about pumpkins and, you know, all the fall decorations. But that doesn't mean I haven't started Christmas shopping. Yet. Oh, well, you know, especially with the mail service being a little slower, mm-hmm. you really have to get on the Christmas shopping if you got to send anything out. I sent a priority mail package on November 4th to someone and they just got it on November 17th. Wow. And I was so upset. Priority and then I looked at mail. the receipt. Yeah. But I looked at the receipt and it said, um, times aren't guaranteed because of limited transportation. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, I better get my Christmas things that I'm shipping purchased and mailed off as soon as possible. Same here. We started planning far enough ahead so we could order things we couldn't get locally. Mm-hmm. But we did do some one major shopping trip and I'd forgotten how hard that is. To oh, it's tiring. <laughs> I'm so tired when I got yeah. home. But but it's all good. It is fun. It's fun to be doing some things that feel normal even in the midst of things that aren't normal. Exactly. Yeah. Just some of those normal things. And pull out familiar decorations and make it feel like we were talking earlier, my family, about how this year we missed some of the things like fireworks on the 4th and oh. just some of those other, mm-hmm. the ways we use celebrations to mark the passage of time. Right, right. And all of a sudden it was November. Yes. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, where where was summer and where was our, you know, we missed those things. And yes. so it feels really good to have Thanksgiving coming up and like we are going to have Thanksgiving, we are going to have Christmas. And right, right. That's yeah, I found really out, um, I was looking yesterday to see what kinds of uh, celebrations are going to still be going on, and we always go to a little trail of lights um, in a nearby town. It's a family tradition we've done for years, and they're still holding it, only this year you'll drive through in your car. And I thought, oh, well. well, that'll be even another level of fun, because we can have our snacks in the car and play Christmas music while we drive through, and just make it a real big event. We could still enjoy the same tradition, just in a slightly different version. Was it a walkthrough before? It was or? a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some years it was really cold and some years it was a little say. warm. <laughs> so, you know, we have climate control in the car. So, you oh, know, fun. I'm looking forward. You'll either to... have the air conditioner on or the heater. On. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so one of the things I'm really thankful for, and of course, it's probably a given because this is a homeschooling podcast, but I'm really thankful that I've been able to homeschool since 1997. And I'm thankful because I've been able to be close to my kids in a way that my mom said to me one time, you know, you know your kids in ways that I didn't know you kids because you're home with them and homeschooling them. 
So I'm really thankful because um, I've raised up people who are now my friends. I know what you mean. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. We just, we enjoy each other's company. So yeah, I'm, I'm super thankful that I could homeschool and it's, it gives us flexibility. We can tailor our education to our student. We can learn things that we want to learn that might not be in the curriculum. And just, it's a hard lifestyle sometimes, but it's one I'm really thankful that I have. Oh, same here. Because we had the, the freedom to uh, toss out the curriculum if it wasn't working and choose something else. We didn't have to stick with it till the end of the year. If it just wasn't working Mm -hmm. and um, we did, I did that with one person over the years. I was like, this is not working. Let's do something different. But we, I mean, we gave it a good try Mm -hmm. before we said, no, this isn't a good fit for you. So I did appreciate that flexibility and choices. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I was really thankful for. We had choices. We could make choices as to what we wanted our day to look like, what was going to fit our family goals. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, just you know how how we how we arranged our life. Right, we got we to at somebody else's. Schedule. Right, we got to be a home that did school, and right. we didn't have to run on somebody else's schedule. So yeah. we really did like that. Um, what's on your? Uh, what's your I'm, first thing? I am really well. I don't know if it's my first thing, but I'm really thankful for our homeschool community. Oh yes, we have just the the greatest people in our circle of friends, and like I don't know, we don't our homeschool communities don't overlap very much because right. our little towns are just far enough apart. Mm-hmm. But we do in some ways, and it's just great to have a circle of people that if anybody needs a recommendation for, I don't know, a mechanic or a plumber or a financial advisor or a anything, someone can say, oh try this person or they know someone that knows someone mm-hmm. and everybody just anytime someone's having a baby there's a meal train right away and it's so great to have support it is community support it is and I don't know people who are more generous with their time or resources I've been given curriculum by people in the oh, homeschool wonderful yeah and your son donated you know, car repair services to me one time because we're not in the same homeschool community now, but we were back when, when everybody that was so far flung all kind of fell under the same umbrella in uh, Austin. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, the homeschool community is such a gift to uh, each other. Well, it's great. And now, even though we don't meet, like we had monthly meetings way back in the day. Oh yeah. Now that we're all connected on social media one way or another, or a lot of people are. And so it's nice to connect with people who are really not in your neighborhood at all, but they're still part of your community and they offer good advice and they share resources. And, and not only that, we've got, you know, like an ongoing curriculum sale on the side mm-hmm. and a garage sale on the side. And, oh, does anybody need this? I'm getting rid of it. And it's yeah, pretty much fun. whatever you need. <laughs> You can find somebody, a homeschooler has it, or they have a skill they can barter, or you can pay them to do something, and you know that you're helping support their homeschooling lifestyle, Mm -hmm. and you know you're uh, getting a a good job done, you know, by someone who's conscientious. So Like networking in the community, which is all all fun. So that's one thing I've just come to realize how thankful I am for that group of People like I'm not actively homeschooling any of my own children at the moment, but they're still I'm still part of that community. Oh yeah, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, what's another thing on your list? Well, um, I work from home, and I'm so thankful that I have the ability to work from home. When I had my um, 
older five kids, I was a part-time worker, but I had to go out to work. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, a level of stress. Sometimes it was nice. Okay, you can get away, have your own <laughs> thoughts while you're driving. But then um, a lot of things happened while I was gone that I had to undo when I got mm-hmm. home. And so I really am thankful that I can work from home, especially once um, COVID became a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was super thankful that my income could proceed and and my work could proceed without interruption. I didn't, I was talking to someone today who had to quarantine at home because someone in their office um, has COVID. And she said, it's taken me so long to set up my computer and get everything ready. I'm never unhooking it because what if I have to start working from home again after this is, you know, this Uh is over. And I thought, you know, I'm really thankful that I've had that already set up and I could work from home Almost seamlessly. Things mm-hmm. just continue to co- to carry along. Yeah, for us, it wasn't, I mean, we of course, we knew that the pandemic was happening. Right. But because my husband and I both work from home and my son is homeschooled, it wasn't really till we left the house mm-hmm. that we were confronted with a lot of the things that, you know, we had to make adjustments for. Because when we were at home, everything was the same. Right. You know, we just... Not a lot changed except for things, more things being delivered and more, more online orders Mm -hmm. and things like that. But it is great to be able to, to have your whole life be home centered. It's a real blessing. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I have exercise videos. I do all my exercise at home. I walk my yard, which is big. I have three fourths of an acre of property. Um, It's kind of funny. I feel like in some ways we have a lot more in common with the pioneers where they, they stayed at home and everything was at home. And everything they did was a little bit smaller and more personal because they weren't near anybody so they could get together. So in some ways it feels almost, you know, a little house on a the little prairie bit. here, except yeah. with technology. With yeah, Thank goodness <laughs> for technology. And I really appreciate technology for the same reason, being able to work from home and then to stay connected with people. You know, we don't have to mail a letter and wait for it to get to them two weeks from now. And then wait for them to write you back, and um, we can we can be right there pretty quickly. Communicate yeah. with people who live far, far away. Yeah, it's I'm all, and I, and I also had technology on my list, um, for the same reasons. You know, you um, we were just planning Christmas, my uh, my middle daughter and I, because we had hoped that we could go to see them, but we, we can't, and so we are planning to watch Christmas movies together. And we're planning to get online to play games. And we're going to open presents with Zoom on Christmas morning. I think that's so fun. And it will be, it will be different, but we will all still be able to be together. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really, I'm really thankful and amazed at how technology has proceeded. Since I'm, you know, got a few years on me, I remember when uh, the only way you could call someone was on a phone that was attached to your wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the only word processor was a typewriter. And so, yeah, we've gone so far with technology. And it's amazing what it can allow us to do. It's fun to learn new things. It I'm is just fun. really enjoying learning all the things that you can do. Well, it's a good thing I have older kids who can show me, oh, mom, do it this way. It's much easier and faster. Mm-hmm. And, but I like learning new things. I and do, so too. It's been fun to... All those people who that. don't want to learn new things, I don't understand that. I don't. I don't want to stop. I want to keep. No, I want to keep know, on learning. Keep things. on learning. Mm-hmm. And you know, and so part of the thing that we always did stress when we were homeschooling is learning how to learn. Yeah. So now we have a whole other aspect of that in learning the technology, learning how to use, you know, 
how to write an email, we realized not too long ago, that needs to be something that our children learn how to do in the professional world. They need oh, to be able sure. to communicate um, and write, not just on paper, but that's been fun. I've been enjoying that. Sometimes it's challenging, though. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sometimes work. I feel like, oh, my brain is hurting and I need to go take a break. Right. Well, I think that leads into another thing that we've appreciated is the availability of information now that we, you know, we can't go to our library. Our library is currently closed. Oh, is it? Ours is open. Ours is closed. And you can request books and they'll bring them out to you. But we like, my daughter and I like to browse Browsing. the shelves. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know what you want to check out I until know, you see so something. like we're missing that. But you still can find information. There are so many people out there giving their knowledge away with podcasts and blogs and just great articles online. So... Not that that's nearly as much fun as browsing the library, but you can browse online and find all kinds of information. And oh, yeah. Years ago when we my kids would do research papers, they were limited to whatever books we got from the library and our set of encyclopedias. Oh, yes. I still have an old set of encyclopedias. Oh, we keep them because now and They're then fun. the kids will sit down, the grandkids will sit down and look through them. But mm -hmm. um, there are some of ours that are really worn out where they were looking at the same things oh. over and over and... So, like, I miss that, but it is nice that they have access to more information. Yes, and and that is helping us to get through this pandemic, you know, with resources at our fingertips. We can solve the issues we need to solve. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's really something to be thankful for. We're going to take a short break to hear a word from our sponsor. And when we return, we'll talk more about Thanksgiving. Our podcast today is sponsored by Transcript Maker. It's an online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts in the comfort of your own home. I'm so thankful that there is a way that you can get a good transcript out for your children without having to do all the math yourself. Oh my goodness, yes, because nobody wants to do all that math. That, that would make you so frustrated. Unless you like math. But still, it's so much. It's a time saver. It's a big thing. Like I, I don't. And I didn't mind the math too much, but it just took so much time, and I didn't have a lot of extra time to be spending on something like that. Yeah, I never did get to where I had to do the math because, thankfully, I found Transcript Maker. <laughs> it was just at the perfect time. My um, oldest son was in high school. I think it was his senior year, and I realized, oh my gosh, I need to do some official things here, and I don't know how to do them. So there was Transcript Maker just waiting and had all the bells and whistles ready to go. Perfect. You can get a 14-day free trial at www.transcriptmaker.com. Transcript Maker, simply better transcripts. Let's get back into our topic about Thanksgiving. Do you have something else you want to talk about? I do. I am thankful for friendship. And I'm, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, well, Melody and I have been friends for a long time. Um, I first remember meeting you back in, I think, 2000 through yeah. Smoothing the Way. Mm -hmm. And so I am super thankful that I have had you as my friend all these years. And, you know, we, we do everything so much the same. So it's really nice when I, I have some idea or some feeling that there's somebody in my corner that understands and can support mm -hmm. me. So I'm super thankful for my friendship with you and for all of my other friends um, because without friends to um, help me keep going in my mothering and my my marriage and my homeschooling, I really don't know where I would be. I think that um, 
people have helped me to develop and grow into the person I am today, even sometimes more than my mom did or my dad, because, you know, I'm in my 50s now and I was only at home with my parents till I was about 18. So I think that, you know, friends have had uh, more of an impact on my growth and development. And I'm so thankful for my friendships. That's such a good point. I think friends bring out the best in us or we rub the rough edges off of each other. Mm -hmm. And you have somebody who really knows what it's like day in and day out. Um, There's we shared hard things and really great things. Mm -hmm. So it's been it's good. And the other thing I love, which is about friends, is I have so many different kinds of friends Mm -hmm. of all different ages and at different stages in their families. Some have really young families. Some have, you know, almost all their kids are grown and friends that have all adult children. And it's just been fun to share life with so many different people. That is true. Yes. I think um, I recently read something about how you should have friends of different age groups because it helps to broaden your horizons. And so um, the other day, one of my friends, a new friend, from this year from homeschooling, I saw on Facebook she had a birthday and she was turning 29. I was like, 29? Wow. (laughs) But, you know, we connect on homeschooling and Mm -hmm. there's no age gap there. And and it's just awesome to talk to people who are, you know, so different and have different lives. And we've seen that in the kids. Like they didn't care how old someone was. Mm -hmm. We were all together. Everybody was, the older kids were helping to watch the younger kids. Mm -hmm. And Everybody had friends of all ages, and I really hadn't thought about how that trickles all the way up to us as adults. And that's so good because we all have different life experiences because of our age, and they've grown up with different technology than we did, Mm -hmm. and it's really been good for us to interact with each other. Yeah. Yeah, friendship is the best. I'm so thankful to have friends, and especially for you to be my friend. Oh, I feel the same. (laughs) I feel the same way. But I think another part that goes from that is, like, because of the different people we've been exposed to, they have different um, activities and different hobbies that my kids have been exposed to, and they found different interests that they could connect with other people on. And then some of those things turned into, like, something they loved that I would not have thought to introduce them to. Right, yeah. But because they had, you know... A friend whose dad was, I don't know, a builder or something, then they got different experiences. And that's been really wonderful. Yeah, friendship just ripples into so many ponds. So I'm super thankful for friends. What else is on your list? Um, I don't know. Probably all kinds of things I haven't thought about talking about yet. Let me think. Well, I, I, have, I have one. Um, I'm really thankful for my family, my kids and my husband. Um, with six kids... There are so many varied interests and so many personalities. Um, Boy, it was like having a social science experiment, raising all of them. Right, in your very own home. In my very own home. And it's so fun to see the things they're doing as adults. And it's so fun to watch my eight-year-old and wonder, you know, what he's going to become. And we're all each other's cheerleaders. Don't you love that? Yeah. And I'm so thankful for my husband. Um, We've been married 35 years. We were married 35 years in April and we have known each other so long and it's so wonderful just to have someone who I know at the end of every day, they really, uh, they really genuinely like me mm-hmm. and they're not afraid to tell me things if I need to hear them and they're there to support me, um, encourage me. So, um, I'm really thankful for my family. 
Oh, me too. I'm thankful for your family. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thankful for my family and for the same reasons. Like, we like each other. And it's been, it's so rewarding to see your children grow up into adults that you, you know, like, and they like each other. And, mm-hmm. like, they have their own little community. And there were times where, like, you guys need to have some friends outside of the family. But as they got older and made connections in the community, they do. And so now it feels like, you know, you're one child's friend has become everybody's oh, friend. Sure. And so we just, our circle keeps expanding. And it's been such a blessing to have all these really great people in yeah. our lives that we might not have known if it hadn't been from homeschooling. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'll tell you something I'm really thankful for. I'm really thankful for being able to cook. Oh, that's I, a good... Yeah, I have dietary restrictions. And so um, it's really hard for other people to feed me. And I'm really thankful that my mom spent time teaching me to cook when I was a kid. And I passed on the skills of cooking to my kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people spend a lot of money if they have to purchase food that's pre-made or go out to eat. One of the ways we were able to live on a small budget with so many kids is that I cooked every meal that we ate. And I'll bet you had the same experience. We did the same thing from scratch. Yeah. That's just the way we made everything. And we had fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And I made sure that they all got to help or take up what it was a wonderful time to realize that these children were old enough and capable enough to take over and they could make their own sandwich or they each learned their, like, their specialty mm-hmm. and they could go in there and cook supper. And so... Now as adults, it's a wonderful thing when I go home from work or whatever and someone's made supper. It's like, wow, yeah. that's so awesome. That is wonderful. But that's a good thing, just to have the skills, life skills, mm-hmm. to, be able to cook and know how to take care of things and know how to make things last as long as they possibly can. Right. And how to repair things. And, yeah. And also just how to, you know, do your own thing. If you've got a great idea, try it out and see if it works and... If it doesn't, then you know not to do that the next right. time. Right. Yeah, my. We've eaten year. some interesting things. <laughs> oh yeah, some things definitely don't go together. Um, my eight-year-old just learned how to cook his own scrambled eggs. He can get the, the little cast iron pan, put it on the stove, set you know the temperature, mix up the eggs, break mm-hmm. them, mix up the eggs, and stand there and cook them. And oh, you've never seen anybody so proud in their lives. And I'm happy too because I know if all else fails, he can make he toasted can eggs. eggs. If I'm right. lying on the, you know, on the couch sick someday, I can send him in the kitchen and he can at least make some mm-hmm. toasted eggs for himself. And so, um, you know, being able to cook, it's in learning, teaching people to cook and learning to cook. That's a real gift that you give yourself and others for the whole their whole lives. And you know, you can make talk about you know gift giving and and the season. Of Christmas, if you can make something, I've made, you know, pies and and oh, cakes absolutely. and breads and candies and given them as gifts. And you know, that's a real affordable way to give somebody a really special gift. My mom does that every year now because she's made pumpkin bread as long as I can remember and mm-hmm. has finally decided everybody was always, there was never enough pumpkin oh, right. bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. For the last few years, she's been making mini loaves of pumpkin bread, and every grandchild gets their own oh, little loaf. How special and some is of that? them eat it up right then, and uh-huh. some of them make it last a long time. Oh, what a special it's gift! It's really fun, but yeah, baked goods are always appreciated. Yeah, and if someone, I mean, especially if you find out someone has um, food intolerance, there are other food gifts you can put mm-hmm. together. True nuts or 
or just a non-food gift, but it is fun. Find mm-hmm. things that you can make and give of yourself. I think that's another thing I'm really thankful for is that the, as a family, we've learned to think a little outside the box for Y'all are so good at that. Things to do. You're so good at that. I think you could write a whole book just on ways to um, to be giving without spending any money. Um, I've always been amazed by your creativity. I should start a list. You should start a list. <laughs> Here at the end of our podcast, we like to highlight a big question that's going around or something that someone's written in asking. Do we have one today? Yes, we do. Um, people are asking if they need a separate room to do their homeschooling in. Do they need a homeschool room? Uh, yes, I've seen a lot of people trying to figure out where to set up to do homeschool. Did We didn't have a separate room. Our house was not nearly big enough. to That would never have happened. But we did have established places for our books and our materials. Mm-hmm. And we homeschooled on the dining room table. Uh, what did y'all do? Well, it was the same for us. We didn't, we had, you know, five kids and in a five bedroom house. So Mm-hmm. Everybody had bedrooms. Um, yeah, we just homeschooled in the in the dining room or in the living room. Um, and we had organized places for our materials. And the same thing for me now. I have, um, my in my hallway, I have a narrow shelf. And in that hallway, I have put all of our books on the shelf. And I have a little thin table. I put um, a map on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I have a globe. And I have a calendar a big calendar that my son does calendar time on. And we have another calendar for him to, to turn around, you know, turn the pages and stuff. So we house all of our materials there. Well, most of them, because if you're just getting started in homeschooling, you're going to realize this if you haven't already, is that every room in your house is going to have books. And so we have mm-hmm. books, bookshelves in the living room, bookshelves in the dining room, oh, yes. bookshelves yes, in the bedroom, bookshelves in the in the hallway. And so we have books in different places, um, but we do the main bulk of our schooling in the living room. And then when my son has to do his pencil practice, his penmanship and his anything where he's got to write on paper, mm-hmm. then we actually go to the kitchen table and he sits down there and he does his um, things that he has to do like that. So uh, we've never had a separate room. And I like the idea of a separate room as a place maybe to house your materials, but Depending on your lifestyle, it might not work very well for you to go into a separate room. I mean, if you have a baby and they're taking a nap in another room or... That was us. There was always a, a toddler. For many, many, many years, there was a toddler and you I needed to be able to keep an eye on the little one and that I needed to be available for the older ones who mm-hmm. had questions. And so we, we kind of homeschooled all over the house, but the bulk of it took place in the dining room. Of course, our dining room was wall-to-wall bookshelves. Mm-hmm. And other materials, games and arts and crafts materials at an, like markers, easily accessible, but high up, inaccessible to the children, things so that I could control what was coming out. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to come out of the room and find, you know, a bunch of glue and glitter and stuff like that. Right. But the older kids, the responsible ones, they knew how to get everything out Mm -hmm. and what to do. We had some cabinets in the kitchen, had some materials in them. They just ended up being everywhere. But we did have our central... Like when we did writing, it would be at the table, but right. we also would go outside sometimes and yep. books ended up everywhere in the rooms, but it is a nice idea. But because so much of life while you're home, you can multitask and throw a load of laundry I, in the washer. That's exactly what I was to say. Be Put, doing the... Making some lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, with five kids, I never, um, we didn't really have sandwiches that often. I would actually go into the kitchen 
and cook a lunch. My kids love Tuna Helper. That was a big special that we'd have Tuna Helper. And then we'd get our food and we'd go sit in the living room as a whole family and we would watch... Um, Oh, Seventh Heaven. That was so oh, popular. I that. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, if I had to be sitting in a separate room, then I couldn't uh, dictate spelling words to someone to write while I was stirring a pot mm-hmm. or shifting the laundry or mm-hmm. washing a dish. So um, for me, the idea, I always thought, oh, that might be lovely. Everything could be in one room. But we never had the room. And, and in practicality, even if people have a separate room, I would imagine their homeschooling spills out into other areas of the house. It does, because you're yeah. just naturally learning all the time. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, you're doing school. Sometimes your child can get up and be washing up dishes or doing something in the kitchen, and you're still all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a lovely idea, and it I have seen it work well for some families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there were a lot of us, and we had a lot of materials. And Right. Um, if you don't have a separate room... Don't use it's that fine. as a reason why you can't homeschool. <laughs> you, you just have to be creative with storage. And, and you can do it. You don't need a special room. So mm-hmm. there's the answer to the big question And you this also, week. like, we have, I have friends who love to put the posters up everywhere, and we didn't have a lot of wall space, so we used the backs of doors. Oh, and, smart. You know, you find places or just a pull-down thing or mount it on something else and pull it out when you need it mm-hmm. and slide it behind the couch. And, yeah. So, yeah, if you're involved in a learning lifestyle, it's a learning lifestyle, and you can't contain that to one room. All over the house. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Melody. I'm Holly. Happy homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Melody Gillum. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-host is Holly Williams-Urbach. This episode was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find our music on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or, as always, tell people about us. You know what I just realized? I've had the air conditioner running this whole time. Oh, my word. Let me turn it off. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so comfortable in here. Darn it. <laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> so good. <laughs> okay. Kind of a horrified look. But... Well, I was horrified because I was like, that's not what we do.